All right. Yeah, a little bit of 8-bit Night Train, Chris. Hey, Johnny, you know what? Fuck you and Night Train. All right? Stop promoting Night Train. Okay, first of all, if I was promoting Night Train, I would say Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays from 6 to 7.30 p.m. You know what, dude? Which are the same hours as Dawn Patrol, only in the a.m. You know what? First of all, you can't talk about Dawn Patrol. (sighs) Whatever. And I don't want to hear you talking about Night Train. It fucking pisses me (laughs) off when you post shit on Instagram, and I know you don't say it, but when you post something about Night Train, it's a middle finger to me. You just see me flipping you off? Dude. Yeah. Fuck you, John. I'm on the night train. I love that stuff. Dude, don't even tell me you're on the night train. I love that stuff. And I can never get enough. Because three, four months ago, it was like, oh, it's all Dawn Patrol, Dawn Patrol. We love Dawn Patrol. I'm really a believer of getting people around me anything I'm excited about. You should have seen my friends and me with cocaine. You know, you think I'm excited now about (laughs) jujitsu? When Aerosmith and I had like some tour support, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would really get people riled up on a Tuesday night. You know what, dude? I take it as a personal insult every time you talk about fucking Night Train. Okay, you know what? Let's, there has been some changes in the first of the year, so let's, let's get into it. First of all, Chris, I just want to let you know that I'm fucking dying right now because I am no longer, for since I was 13 years old, I, this is the first time my body Are we talking about masturbation? Now? No. <laughs> I did say 13. Um, since I was 13 years old, it's the first time my body has not had uh, nicotine in it. And I can't believe I'm still even here right now because I needed nicotine like oxygen. So at this point, how long have you... Hold on, what's the date? It's the 12th. So you have been without nicotine for like 11 days. Yeah. And oh. I, I, I'm still here. I didn't think that was possible. So how long did you smoke for? I smoked from 13 to 33 is when I... Uh, See, I started smoking at 13, too, with my, my <clears throat> buddy, Eric Cantwell, who found a crumpled up pack of camels in the middle of the road ooh. and promptly rode to my house and was like, hey, let's go smoke them. <laughs> and like an idiot, I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah, it was not good. Yeah. So I stole a marble reds from my dad at 13. See... We- Go for the, I mean, dude, reds. Yeah. I mean, the only thing worse is like camel shorties. Oh, yeah. Which or I smoked those. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so I have never, you and I have been friends now for, what, three years? Three years? Yeah. Something like that. People think we like known each other since kindergarten, but. I mean, it kind of feels like I've known you. Feels like I've known you for fucking ever. A fucking too. lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> you and Did I, you do it, dude? You and I, <laughs> you and I have resentments from a lifetime of friendship, but we've only known each other for three years. Yeah. So I have never seen you smoke. So, but you're fucking. Oh, I could start today. I could start right now. So the thing is, it, it was the nicotine lozenges that you would. We would train at jujitsu. <laughs> we get a water break, and when most people would go out and get a drink of water. Johnny would be popping a nicotine lozenge. Yeah. I, during um, <laughs> the whole time training jiu-jitsu, I was like the uh, uh, Benson Henderson of uh, the nicotine lozenge. Like, you know how Benson used to fight with the toothpick hidden in his mouth? I, I had a nicorette hidden yes. in my mouth. So how long did you do? Well, let me tell you. So I smoked, you know, 
started at 13. I think I quit when I was about 22. Went to rehab. Promptly started smoking again in rehab. <laughs> because <laughs> there's nothing else to do. I got nothing left. Uh, I got nothing left. I smoked. I think I quit a couple times between then, but essentially smoked until my son was born and then decided, all right, fuck it. I got to quit. I got to quit smoking. That's the same reason. Like, so I would sneak them. Yeah. On the side, like a cigarette here and there, and I'd get caught because you can't really sneak a cigarette. You fucking yeah, yeah. reek like a cigarette yeah. when you think you're being slick. It wasn't like cocaine because you're not going to smell cocaine. Yeah. Well, I just like the smell of cocaine. That's how. Oh, dude. Every once in a while, <laughs> I get whiffs of like. Creatine? It's like <laughs> cocaine, and it's like, dude, it smells like cocaine out here. But uh, They're like, no, that's a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> so then I started smoking. Um, or not smoking, chewing gum, nicotine gum. I chewed the gum too. And that lasted for about five years. I chewed. And I don't know what they put in them, but it did the lozenge and the gum. Like my dentist used to just be like, dude. Oh, dude, holes in my enamel. They just, he'd just be like, what are you doing? What do you do? I'm like, the only thing I do is a nicotine lozenge. He's like, well, stop. And he's like, how long are you supposed to be on it? And it's like the package for the gum and the lozenge is six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was on it for over eight years. Oh, dude. The little wrappers everywhere. My wife will look at before photos Mm -hmm. before I started chewing nicotine gum. And then after, I completely changed my facial features because I had <laughs> from like, the jaw from, from the, the jaw <laughs> muscles. I was like a pit bull. I could chew through steel. It was just like, <laughs> yeah. and my wife had the story when. So when uh, I, hey, I would even sleep with a, a lozenge in my mouth and wake up with it like on the side of my face, like I drooled. And God, it was we're such addicts. <laughs> we're such addicts. So my wife, she's giving birth. We're in the hospital room. I mean, it's stressful. You know, okay. she's a pain. I'm trying to do the breathing. I think you should have a piece of gum no. in that moment of time, Chris. And she was like, so of course it's like we're breathing. I'm like. <laughs> she's like, will you spit that goddamn gum out? Like, Sorry, babe. But then it was like when she wasn't looking, put another piece in. Oh, yeah. Like, I just won't chop it. <laughs> I'll just put it in the back of <laughs> <laughs> my mouth. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so so in my house, um, you know, I I met Nikki, my wife, when I was I was two years sober, almost like I was almost two years sober, pillar to the community, of course. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so she never she never had to see me go through anything. So, so like, she didn't have to. There was no so it's intervention her, no, for drugs and alcohol. It's just she missed the, out on it's that. It's the nicotine lozenge now that that is such the big deal in my house and. Uh, very supportive. I got a good support system. I'm allowed to have sunflower seeds and all the mints and chewing gum I want. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and I'll tell you, not even close to the it's like O'Doul's. delicious feeling of a nicotine lozenge, but I digress. Well, Johnny, um, I'm trying to think of a comparable um, New Year's resolution. The only one I have is that I, uh, in 2018, um, I, I want to tap you. I'm going to tap you in 2018. Chris. I'm going to fucking tap you, you <laughs> motherfucker. You can keep my purple belt if you tap me in 2018. Seriously. <laughs> if you quit. I will, I, will leave it, I will leave it on the mat and walk away. And, when, and you should be able to tap me, but I, I started before you, so fuck off, dude. Yeah, you have like two years on me. I do. 
Two years. Two years to just sit there and flex against you for three minutes till they call time, and then I do my real sparring. Because hey. I will do the most boring shit just so you don't tell No, me. you know what, dude? No. I, I will take zero chances. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Johnny, uh, <clears throat> I wish you good luck with your continued success <sighs> with not having nicotine lozenges. I think about it. I think about it. Do you dream? I do you dream about it. Have do you, you, had do you have dream? nicotine lozenge dreams? See, because uh, <laughs> people do have alcohol and drug dreams. Oh, like dope dreams. Oh, oh yeah. That's a free pass, dude. dude it, I used to wake up all scared. Oh like, no, I did it. Oh, I oh, lost oh, my, my time. Oh my time. Now I now I wake up and I'm like, that was a free pass. <laughs> wow. dude, it's pathetic. All we had left yeah. it was like nicotine, nicotine okay. and caffeine. That's it. But anyway, all right. Good luck, Johnny. Thanks, man. What's up, losers? And now, for your favorite part of the show, it's time for Top 5 List. Hey, party people. What's up? Take three. <laughs> you guys would have saw behind the scenes right now. And we have a special guest today that he just got to look behind the curtain. and It's not pretty. He realized he made a horrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> guys, I, I got to leave now. Uh, we have with us tonight our buddy and uh coach at aoj mr coach jeff i'm a long time listener first time <laughs> guest been called out twice well is someone gonna say his last name are we just gonna he's like madonna <laughs> just coach jeff. jeff it's like share <laughs> you gonna say his last name is it hair hairston <laughs> hairston hairston i always yeah uh, Hairston, like hair on your head, S-T-O-N. Let me just be clear that uh, neither uh, Johnny nor I are really good with last names, and we only oh join organizations. We don't need to know their last name. Like like a... <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say it, dude. All right. So... I mean, Fight Club. Um, Pretty much all my top five picks, Coach Jeff hates, um, and he promptly lights me up after uh, the podcast has been released. So, we're going to do top five time travel films. So, let's hear it, Coach Jeff. Let me hear your pick. First, I want to say, listen, you can't be an expert at everything. And it's okay that you guys aren't experts at martial arts films. It's um, subjective. Oh, dude, you're going <laughs> to love. You're, you're going to love because you haven't heard it yet. Um, so, it'll be last month's top five, which hasn't aired. Oh, yeah, you're going to love it. You're going to love my... When we finally do make the best frenemies t-shirt on the back, we already plan on having Chris's catchphrase. I stand by my picks. I'm constantly having to use that. Print it on the back. Yeah. All right. So once again, top five favorite time travel films and our guest needs to, <clears throat> is allowed to give us his first pick, which would be number five. Yes. Number five, X-Men Days of Future Past. Chris? Anything you'd like to say, Chris? Great pick, Jeff. No. If you want I mean, if you want to go mainstream. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh dude, I like all X-Men films. I mean, even the bad ones are still pretty good. I mean, this isn't the best X-Men film, but I kinda like the idea of having uh Wolverine in the was it the seventies or sixties? Yeah, it was the seventies, right? I think. I feel like it. And I really like Quicksilver in this film. I mean, the thing I didn't like is that they diverted from the actual story because it's Kitty Pride, yeah. right? It's supposed to be. But I understand why they use Wolverine because he's the most popular character and also 
the idea of him being able to survive because he has healing factor or whatever. But I just like it when they go rated R, like Logan, kick ass. <laughs> I like uh, F bombs. Non sequitur comes in from. <laughs> I like pizza, Steve. I like turtles. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny's like make them all like Deadpool and, and Logan. <laughs> yeah, and, and Kickass, Kickass wasn't a good one. We're talking about Marvel films right now. Sorry. Johnny? Well, Sorry. then you could talk about Venom. Venom's gonna be rated R. That's gonna be excellent. Yes. All right, Johnny. What's your number five? Uh, coming in, my number five. We have uh, Interstellar. Never even saw. I it. thoroughly enjoy. Really? What? Yeah, I never saw it. Fucking millennial, so lazy. I'm not a millennial. <laughs> I am from the Oregon Trail generation. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Nolan's films like his uh, Inception and Interstellar, I kind of feel like they're so hyped by the time that I see it that I'm like, eh, you know, it was good. I mean, I don't know if I'd ever watch them again, but because that's how I judge how much I like a film. I just thought if I will watch it multiple times. It had good effects. I thoroughly enjoyed it. No, yeah, no, it wasn't bad. It's, you know. Anyway, all right. Oh, wait. <laughs> Kung Fu Panda, what's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's your top? I stand by my pick. <laughs> all right, my number five, Idiocracy, 2006. <laughs> Mike Judd directed, wrote and directed it. You know, it, King of the Hill fame. Even, even more relevant right now. No, <laughs> you know, and I didn't. People that I'm friends with talk about this, like, will throw out their catchphrases. You know, I'm, from, I'm baiting. I'm baiting. No, for sure. Like, I'm baiting. Dude, I didn't watch this film until like six months ago. And I was finally like, all right, I need to watch it. And it is very relevant today. And it was terrifying. Uh, Chris is not big on comedies. I believe he has uh, Super Troopers still that so he's never same. watched. Chris has never watched Super Troopers. But a little fact about this film is that Fox didn't know how to market it. So they sat on it for a year and then did a limited release. Um, they just, they didn't put any marketing behind it and it just turned into a, a cult classic. I, well, I think that Mike judge, they're always sabotaging him. Like office space, the, the marketing campaign for that was horrible too. It, it was like a post-it notes on, yeah. on yeah. you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, like, I do know they, what you're talking about. They yeah. always, he gets screwed every time. All right, coach Jeff, what's your number four? This, you're going to get real upset. Oh, God. Hold on. Let me prepare. It's <laughs> good douche. Okay, go. Muppets <laughs> Christmas Carol. <laughs> For Dude, okay. Let me just say real quick. Uh-huh. So when we initially talked about time travel, you two fuckheads were talking about like, what was the one time? Oh, Total Recall. Total Recall. I'm like, there's no freaking time travel in Total Recall. And Muppets, I mean, whatever. Christmas Carol, that's a stretch, dude. Because the only one, that's really? a stretch. Yeah. Does dude. he travel into the past? Yeah, but does it's he a, travel into it's the future? It's a ghost. It doesn't count. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> How's it feel, Coach Jeff? Now you're in the hot seat. <laughs> Man. Say, stand, I stand by my pick. I stand by my pick, <laughs> first of all. Second of all, it's an awesome Muppets movie. One of my favorite Christmas movies. It, yeah. You know? I, Coach Jeff is always I'm too far from the mic. sending text saying, <laughs> I will look on Facebook and see Coach Jeff watching Muppets <laughs> Christmas Carol for the hundredth time. I think I've seen that same post probably about three or four times since we've been friends on yeah, Facebook. It's that, yeah, it's that and Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> All right, Johnny, what's your number four? Uh, number four, like, uh, you know, this is actually, they had a trilogy 
And I chose the original first one, Back to the Future. Well, the other ones stink. Really? Back to the Future 2? Only three suck. Back to the Future 2 was awesome. Back to the Future was amazing. And that would have been on my list, but we have this stupid rule that we can't do the same ones. Dude, when Biff... Biff Took the the betting book and made it like a this town of trashy Vegas with yeah, flying cars. I like flying it. cars. McFly. <laughs> yeah. Fly, you know the flying cars are in it. Me and Johnny like it. Yeah, I agree with his pick. <laughs> I stand by his pick. Flying cars. I'm quitting this podcast. <laughs> All right, my number four pick is Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home, the 1986 classic, directed by Spock himself, Leonard Nimoy. Is that the one with the whales? in it yes okay right. yes okay I, I love that film i saw that in the theater with my brother yeah and that actually a little tidbit the only star trek film in which nobody dies okay carry on <laughs> oh, all right <laughs> no red shirts in uh, that film <laughs> everyone's in a yellow uniform <laughs> oh shit we can't kill anyone all right you're number three coach jeff oh here we go Land of the Lost, 2009, Danny McBride, Will Ferrell. You know what? I freaking love that film. Man, super underrated Will Ferrell film, I think. I love that film. And uh, really, really funny. Tachyons. The whole family watches that film constantly. And after this whole Matt Lauer brouhaha, (laughs) Matt Lauer can suck it. (laughs) Yeah. It's so good. And the whole thing with Chaka. Dude, oh, the best part was he's like, hold it. Are you masturbating? Like, you're not going to ruin this movie for me. <laughs> that, that movie is responsible for costing me about 50 bucks at, you know, the, the dinosaur on the way to Palm Springs? Yes. Well, oh, yeah, Cabazon. Yes, where, where the movie starts. It starts at, like, the dinosaur in the back, or it's supposed to, where they, where they go on the raft ride. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, and, yeah, the boys wanted to, they really thought that that, like, existed, so we... we we paid and it was the most horrible. Don't ever pay to go behind the dinosaurs. It is. Dude, that place is the best because it's like owned by like a Christian who's trying to plant the seed that like evolution didn't happen. So he has these dinosaurs and it's like, well, hey, back in 1870, this guy in Amazon saw a big lizard. So who knows? Like, <laughs> love that place. All right. My number three no, pick. Uh, oh, you're n- go dude, ahead. Tell what's, what's my name? Skip. coming in at my number three pick is army of darkness i haven't seen that film for years it's got chainsaws did you guys ever see did you ever see uh boba fett which is another film by that same actor oh uh bubba hotep bubba Bubba hotep Hotep. sorry not boba fett i was thinking of that because you were talking about my (laughs) Bubba Fett's dead, but uh, Bubba Hotep. No, actually, Bubba I haven't. Bubba but Hotep is great. It is awesome with Bruce. Um, I can't remember his last name. So everyone who's listening right now, this is actually a glimpse into how Coach Jeff kind of like um, inserts himself. And like, so he totally was like, hey, Johnny, that's great. But did you see that film, Bubba <laughs> yeah. Hotep? That would have been a better pick. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba Hotep is Elvis. No, Army of Darkness is rad. I think I just said Bubba Hotep because I never saw Army of Darkness. Bruce again, Campbell so. is the actor. Bruce Campbell. Yeah. All right. My number. And <laughs> initially, when Johnny and I were talking about this subject, I'm surprised he didn't come up with this one. This is kind of from our generation. 1981, Time Bandits. Fucking love that, Time Bandits. Isn't Willow in that? 
Don't but they have little people in that movie? Yeah, they, they have, have little people. And I just learned today as I was kind of doing a little cursory research that all the little people in that film had been in, they were in uh, Star Trek, or excuse me, Star Wars, New Hope. So <clears throat> they just kind of carried over because um, they <clears throat> shot that in, in London. Pinewood Studios. Yeah, so anyway, but directed by Terry Gilliam, uh, fantastic film. I loved it. I remember you watching it as a kid and was just blown away. Like, is that possible? No, it was awesome. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. All right, Coach Jeff. Okay. I'm mm-hmm. just going to continue to offend you guys. Oh, God. <laughs> Hold it. Let me center myself. My number two pick. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> oh, fuck. Dude, now you're just fucking with me. No, I'm serious. So, Prisoner of Azkaban, are you familiar? It's a third book. Yes, I am. For third now. movie in the uh-huh. series. Magic doesn't count. Ghosts <laughs> and sorcerers don't count. Is Hermione traveling in time? <laughs> Whatever. She has the time turner. It's literally, that's what it's called. Dude, this is a stretch. Your picks are a stretch, dude. You're they just... save Sirius Black and the Hippogriff, right? I'm uh, just thinking about Butterbeer right now. <laughs> He's at Hogsmeade in his head right now. <laughs> it's winter break. <laughs> All right, Johnny. Coming in at number two for me would be Looper. I love Looper. That's a good movie. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's a good movie. And you, you know. We reached a consensus on one film <laughs> so far. And uh, you know who it's directed by, right? Yeah. Uh, the guy that did uh, the new Star Wars. Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Yes. I did. I like Looper a lot. Yeah. It was really Dude, it was awesome. good take on time travel. And it had Bruce in it. You know, Johnny, um, you always seem to pick films that have Bruce Willis in it. <laughs> Just Keanu. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My number two pick, which is also a film directed <clears throat> by Terry Gilliam, the 1995 movie 12 Monkeys. And um, I think I left that theater after watching that feeling a little dirty. <laughs> Doesn't that have Bruce Willis in it? Yeah. <laughs> What's your point? <laughs> weren't, weren't you just making fun of me, Bruce Willis? I love Coach Jeff here right now to point out Every the top five list must have at least one Bruce Willis film. Bruce Willis and Keanu Reeves. Bonus points if he plays a harmonica in it. Oh, God. Bruno. <laughs> yeah, Bruno. Shit. All right, Coach Jeff, your number one pick. yippee ki Okay, number one, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Okay, okay. I have a problem with this. I have a problem with this. Terminator, the original, is the far superior film. Let's ask Johnny's opinion. Johnny doesn't count. Well, I'm going to tell you right now that Terminator 2 is the right choice. (laughs) No, it's not the right choice. You know, Chris, they have more special effects. They have more special effects. It's really cool. The the liquid metal is insane, dude. No, the original. The original was just on the other day, and I was watching it again. God, that was a good film. Why? Because you see Arnold Schwarzenegger naked at the beginning, crunched down in a little ball. Oh, getting a little (laughs) descriptive. He's in the earthquake survival (laughs) position. (laughs) This is a bad idea. (laughs) All right, Johnny. Uh, coming in number one for me, um, and this by far, my number one is about time. That is a you know what, and that's another one we argued about 
Because I initially picked about time. I had about time too. And you said, and I, was, I can't believe that you picked that. I, you, you know, and I almost didn't pick it because it's kind of, a, I mean, it's a love story. Father and son. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, dude, Johnny's going to light me up. And he's going to make fun I'm, of me. Yeah. He's going to make fun of me. So I said it. And he was like, oh, my God, I almost picked that too. I'm like, and, oh. Dude, and the coolest—the coolest part about this movie is the way they explain the time travel. Rather than spending a bunch of money on really technical effects, is the dad tells his son, "Oh, we we can time travel, and you just go in the closet and concentrate real hard. When you open it up, you're in, you've time traveled." And that's how it's explained in the movie. And and being an audience, you're already enjoying the character so much that you're like, "Yeah, okay, it's cool. Let's go." <laughs> I accept that. I accept this magical closet that you go about. into the closet and wait for the Muppet to come take you. You, you just concentrate real hard, and all of a sudden. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna guess my number one. You guys have not seen this film because I might be the only person in the world <clears throat> to have seen this film. Okay. The 1980 masterpiece, Final Countdown. Don't sing the song. <laughs> 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 Uh, so a modern aircraft carrier is thrown back in time to right before the bombing of Pearl Harbor. Whoa. Yes. And it is fantastic. Kirk Douglas, Martin Sheen, and it's small in scope. I mean, they're on this aircraft carrier. I mean, it almost feels like it could be a play. It like just takes place right there. Yeah. And there's like not tons of freaking action and it's just really... <clears throat> a character study really well written yeah it's fantastic i'm gonna it. check that out can we find that on netflix uh, you know what dude i don't well your brother can't but <laughs> yeah. maybe you can <laughs> broadband <laughs> damn you irvine <laughs> all right well <clears throat> coach jeff so i've actually done quick calculations and um three of your picks totally suck uh two <laughs> of them are serviceable <laughs> so you suck not not so easy when you're in the hot seat. It is not so easy. But I got to say, I like Johnny's list this time. Yay! I love beating Chris. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Whoa, if, I didn't know it was a competition. I, <laughs> I didn't know it was a competition. Uh, <laughs> what a dick. All right, let's end this segment. All right, thanks. Mr. Cab Driver. Mr. Cab Driver. Mr. Cab Driver. Mr. Cab Driver Don't like the way I look He don't like dreads He thinks we're all crooks Mr. Cab Driver Reads too many storybooks Okay, so... This week on Best Frenemies, we have a very, very special guest, Mr. Ricky Minnis, who Chris and I both uh, grew up with, some of us partied with, some of us seen him rocket shows, and some of us even got sober with him. Mr. Ricky Minnis, how are you today? Hey, thank you for inviting me, guys. This is, uh, I feel like awkward, because <laughs> I'm like in headphones and... Uh, and uh, sitting straight up on a chair. I'm usually all over the place in my cab. <laughs> so when Johnny came and said, hey, we're going to have Ricky come on the podcast. And so we started going back and forth with like how we knew you. And essentially it was, oh, dude, I knew Ricky when he was out there partying. <laughs> <laughs> well, you both did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 
Yeah, it was it wasn't pretty. No. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't. <laughs> we did have one great Fourth of July at Tiny's house. Remember that? No, I don't. With bottle rockets. <laughs> bottle rockets and uh you were doing poetry. It was dude, it was pretty it was pretty awesome. We we've definitely had some uh <laughs> unmemorable times. You know what's funny when you the you just mentioned Fourth of July? I remember first hearing like when, after you'd been sober, you were, got sober about a year before me. Yeah. And I remember you talking about how the 4th of July was really hard for you to be sober. Because 4th of July was always like the time to... Get crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Newport especially. Right? Yeah. Nips. Yeah. That's a big deal down here. Back but. in uh, back in the day, back in the jungle, <laughs> it used to go crazy. Uh, they used to close off the peninsula completely. I don't, you know, late, have you guys been out there lately? It's mm. so tame now. Oh, like they we, open the streets. We we rode our bikes with the whole family. Oh, it's yeah. not like, oh, dude, what? it's, well, it's you not like walk an inch. Yeah. back in the day, yeah, it was gnarly. Yeah, but you could just go into someone's house you didn't even know. Exactly. <laughs> just yeah. be like, what's up, Fourth of July? Who's got a beer? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Nice. Oh, everybody has a beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was nuts. Yeah. So so Ricky started started popping up all over all over my uh Facebook seeing uh, Taxi TV and seeing him live and and watching and I would even like type stuff while you were going oh, cool, and cool. and um yeah, tell us about what is Taxi TV? What are you doing? Okay, I'm a California taxi driver here in Orange County, okay? And uh I mean it's Okay, hold on for a second. I got something here that uh, I got to, sorry, excuse me. Yeah, no problem. Oh, sorry about that. Did I mess up the note? No, no, you're good. There's his my, monkey. My, my little things here. Oh, he's getting his <laughs> props. <laughs> yeah, sorry. He, he's the Gallagher of uh, Taxi Top. I was going to say Carrot Top, yeah, but carrot whatever. Top. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> okay, we're back. Are, are, we, are we back? Yeah, we're back. Okay. You never left. Okay, this is what's happening. <clears throat> I've been driving a taxi cab since 93 here in Orange County. And in that time, you know, you meet a lot of very interesting people, as you know. I mean, you've been in taxis before yourself, so you're very interesting. What happens in the taxi, people somehow think they'll never meet you again. And they open up like never before, like a bartender or like a priest or like a hairstylist. You know what I'm saying? They think that they can share everything on you, unload everything on you, and they'll think they'll never see you again. And that's what they feel they can do. What takes place is a paradox. They open up so much that something comes inside, a connection, a spiritual connection, if you will. And from that moment on, we become connected. You know, and that's why I drive a taxi. I don't drive a taxi because it makes me a lot of money. I drive a taxi because I love the connection that I get from people. And in the meantime, as I'm driving, I pick up people and we talk and Facebook went live and so did we. So, I mean, these people, this isn't like prearranged. This no, is no. just random. You're just picking up someone and you go, hey, can I record this? Um, <clears throat> what happens, um, you know... Uh, I work in one of the roughest cities in Orange County, Santa Ana, California, where it's, it's called the county seat because the Orange County Jail, the county jail is there, the courts are there, uh, it's a sanctuary city where there's a lot of homeless, a lot of brokenness, and when I started driving a taxi, uh, you get a lot of different types of walks of life, but the ones that are hurting are the ones that want to tell you they're hurting, 
You know what I mean? So the people that get in my cab, uh, I can tell who wants to talk and who doesn't. And as soon as they open up, then I ask them, stop. Let me get your story on tape. Or let me, let me share your story with my friends. And from that moment on, they just tell you everything. Man, this sounds like... It's crazy. Let me take you where you need to go and have a little therapy. Yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah, not just for them. The question is who's saving who. Yeah, well, you know no, I mean? and it's, it's like, uh, it's kind of like ta- taxi cab confessions, yeah, yeah. but more more Ricky, more of a lovable host. Because <laughs> like in taxi cab confessions, they kind of edit out really the person asking the questions and stuff. And and Ricky's right there and he's doing sound effects. And it's, it's like a, a moving uh, radio show. Like well, actually, that's exactly what it is. It's not a prop. It's an actual taxi, and I do have a meter, and it's not hot, you know. Not that one. What's <laughs> yeah? What's hot is the backseat of my taxi, you know, where we conduct a con- like a complete raw interview with our passenger. And uh, uh, no, we don't script anything, you know. I mean, I could get shot in the back of the head in the taxi live, and that's what's crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> So what? Not that it, I want that. Yeah. But. Is there one interview or passenger that um, had a bigger impact on you, or that you felt like, whoa, that was heavy, or that you had more fun with? Just you know, we we talk to a lot of people, and the story is the same. It's a spiritual malady. It, it always goes back to the. The, the, the brokenness and the, and the fact that they are disconnected from themselves and from people around them. And from that, it, it brings them to uh, drug and alcohol abuse. And from that lifestyle, the abuse continues into like a physical or domestic violence. So, uh, you know, we interview prostitutes. We interview gangbangers. People that get in your taxi. I'm not going to say, well, hey, excuse me, you're a businessman. I don't want your story. No, he's a mule and I want his story. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, you'd be surprised who is who when they get in your cab. They're not who they look they are. And that's my job is to collect their light. And then, you know? and then every once in a while you'll, spree- you'll sprinkle in some punk rock legends yeah, you've had yeah, on yeah. there. Well, we are, um, we are, uh, I'd like to consider that we are an entertainment based show. It's not all gloom and dark and therapeutic. Like it's not all like recovery and broken stories. It's not all war. You know what I mean? Since we grew up here in Orange County, as you guys know, we know a lot of people that are very talented, very creative. creative. Yeah. And uh, the, the, the show, Taxi TV, is, uh, you know, we share the passion of music, people, and art, you know, and, and everybody else that just wants to come forward. You know, it's killer. I, I love it. I love it. And people seem to be enjoying themselves, you know. What's, let me tell you about the, about the darkness of the show. There's some topics that are hard to swallow. Nobody wants to talk about certain things. So what we've done is we've created a character called Red Apache. And that's, I don't know if, well, you guys can't show them, uh, show the, the, the image. But for anybody that's watching on my uh, live feed on Facebook under Ricky Menace, I, um, I adopted this kind of like this orangutan stuffed animal uh, from my daughter. <laughs> and he's red. It's like Louie from Jungle Book. 
but right. in a little small character. Mm. And we run all the nasty, crazy topics that that you couldn't pin yourself on. And we call them Red is going through uh, addiction. Red got a DUI. And, <laughs> and we invite people to talk about you know, their experiences in a penitentiary. Red just got a cell block five. You know what I mean? And those are the stories that we basically filter through Red. It's been crazy. So Red is the icebreaker. Yeah, Red is the, uh, let's just say that he is the filter, the liver of the show. I mean, I'm listening to everything you're saying, and it's like there's, you know, hope and i mean there's a point to you doing this and best for enemies was just johnny and i ragging on each other yeah it was it was basically chris and i actually met uh doing jiu-jitsu at in at art of jiu-jitsu and uh we figured out really quick that somebody had told chris that i was sober and then chris comes walking up to me like hey heard you got some time blah 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 and like we instantly became you know i thought you guys knew each other before no 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 we've only known each other really like what three years yeah wow that is bizarre because yeah. i honestly because house of flies I, I mean. I, well and that's the funny thing so when johnny i mean the sobriety thing came up first you know we did jujitsu and then it was like one friend everything it was like oh, ricky you worked with colby yeah you yeah. <laughs> told me right oh you didn't i don't even think he knows knows that I, do you know Cole? Yeah, of course Of I do. course he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I worked with him back in the day at Quicksilver. Quicksilver, yeah. Oh, dude, that's hilarious. Oh, no, d- and then he knows Milk Money and Tracy. Of course. Well, yeah, Milk nah, was that and quick. Gus yeah. and Roger. Well, and and it was that. just like, check, 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 yeah. check. Like, so. It's like, oh, we have all these mutual friends. That's hilarious. I honestly believe that you guys knew each other from back in the, yeah, back in, the in the funhouse days. Everybody thinks that. And they're like, how long have you guys known each other? And we're like, oh, I don't know, like couple weeks what <laughs> so, Here, uh, this is funny i honestly believe that this is part of the the, the funniest part of the show let me give you one of these <laughs> uh, uh, oh my god so no go ahead John. yeah i was gonna say so we were we were arguing so much like we we quit bond quit bond on the mats and we would argue so much with each other that people are like you guys should probably just have your own podcast because Everybody liked to hear the two grumpy old guys arguing. So I'm listening to Ricky talking about your deal and what you're doing, and I'm like, well, Johnny, we should really up our game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, uh, Taxi TV, man, we're just, we're just out there to encourage people and invite people to celebrate. Really, that's really all we focus on is if you have something to s- celebrate with, then share it with us. You know, like, that's what I do. I have a lot of friends that are talented. Guess what? I'm going to share them with you because I want them, if I can't inspire you, I'm going to bring somebody who can. You know what I mean? And that's really what we do, man. That's why I think a lot of people enjoy Taxi TV, you know. Uh, we, uh, I've gotten some uh, personal emails and uh, uh, um, messages from people that have genuinely changed the outlook of, their perspective now because of the you know the way that we conduct you know the show and stuff you know it's cool i, I don't know man i like it i like it but so what do you want to i mean you just do you have a plan i mean are you just going to keep doing this i mean you want to make it bigger do you want to like do you have like a end goal you know that's an interesting uh uh question <clears throat> we have the opportunity to be backed by a lot of money 
but that will change the direction of the show because now we have to watch what we say and who we interview and the sponsors are not going to like this because now their tag and their business is attached to you. You know what I'm saying? It goes back to the whole Howard Stern thing. You know how many times he gets sued or got sued back in the day because he talked about this, that, or the other. Uh, I don't have any money. (laughs) So you're not going to sue me. You're going to sue my sponsors and the people that are paying me to say what I say. And the minute that we get bigger is when the rawness, the magic, the openness ends. You know what I mean? And that's why people love the show, you know? It's true. I, I just want to go on record that Johnny and I are whores. Yeah, we'll sell out right now. Yeah, right now. <laughs> okay. I would um, sell my kid for a sponsor. I, I woke up and had delicious Starbucks coffee. <laughs> That's um, so funny. We do. Listen, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you, okay? Since I do this in between taxi fares, uh, a lot of times... Um, a lot of times the show distracts me from my regular, uh, you know, work and it has, I'm not going to lie to you. It has affected my income. And luckily for me, luckily for me, I have a few sponsors that have carried me financially and a few really close friends that believe in what I'm doing. No kidding. No. Yeah. Dude, wow. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, I always go back to the God will provide. Just keep doing what you're doing. Somebody's watching, and they're they're gonna help. And we actually have like coffee mugs and T-shirts and hats in our store where people can actually purchase, so that it'll keep the the flow of the show. Because where can people find yeah, that? You can go to the guitar uh, doctor, Doc Patillo's uh, guitar shop, and get yourself a T-shirt and a mug. Since the doctor is one of uh, one of our sponsors as a matter of fact he's our main sponsor he's been with us from day one and how long have you been doing this now um you know what honestly the time has flown so fast that i couldn't really tell you but we have ever since facebook went live we went live with yeah i remember seeing you when we yeah we used to record i used to record you know just like how i do now with my phone video record okay and then upload onto facebook it wasn't live though it's different you know, and what the thing is with Facebook, uh, they were very casual at first. I could play rock and roll, everything I wanted and upload it. Eventually, the people started demanding money, the copyrights, and they would say, sorry, your video cannot be posted because you're using the doors yeah. or the music that I grew up with that I enjoy, the music that I can play and make you cry with. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that kind of music, that you know, crazy music. You know, and eventually uh, they just won't allow you to post uh, anything. And now that they've gone live, you can go live. This is what I said. Oh, they can't stop me. I'm going to go live with music and they can't stop me from playing it. Right. So I'll play whatever I want. Well, guess what? It worked the first time. The second time they said, "Okay, listen, you're playing the music that's copywritten. You have no permission to to use. So now you're blocked for 30 days. Oh, Oh, no kidding. So I've been blocked multiple 30 times, 30 days. And that's why we have opened. uh, We have given Red Apache. Red Apache has his own Note 8. Five, uh, the Note 8 phone with its own live uh, uh, um, email, everything. So let me get this straight. Red Apache is your scapegoat. <laughs> yeah. Red, Red Apache, like I said. That's Johnny to me. 
Right. Johnny is my scapegoat. Right. Well, there you go. I'm just used to it. If we get <laughs> if we get blocked under Ricky Menace on Facebook because we use music, because that's the only way that we get blocked. We don't get blocked for naked anything. We don't get blocked for anything that's not healthy you know what i'm saying we get blocked for playing music that's the only way we're going to get blocked is because we're playing music without permission (laughs) and it's and it's taxi tv i would just type that in on uh, facebook taxi tv you we taxi tv actually has its own page where you can actually upload events that you guys are having it's become a community center for Music, people, and art. So anybody in the community that wants to invite friends to their show or talk about something going on here, an art exhibit, whatever, put they put it up on the on the page and it blasts through the whole web. Hmm. And we also share all the, all our stuff through there as well. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there is a question I feel like I have to ask as a taxi driver: How much do you hate Uber? Okay, that, <laughs> you, that, I get that question every day, every day at every every, every fair. Um, I have driven Uber and Lyft when they had a promo for $1,000 when you pick up 400 fares. Right. I did that in three weeks, you know. I mean, because I'm a professional driver. That's all I do. I love Uber and Lyft. You know why? Because they're busy, man. You pick up, you drop off, pick up and drop off, pick up. It's insanity. But you don't make any money as a driver. And if you're driving your own car, you are putting, this is what I did. Wear and tear, man. Oh, listen to this. I went through the Lyft program and rented a, a Hertz rental from their program. And they had a promo that if I picked up 110 passengers a week, I would get the car for free. If you don't pick up that amount and keep a certain count, you pay $200 a week for this rental. That's how much it costs to rent a Hertz car, right? I'm picking up 120 people a week. Of course, I'm going to get the car for free. In uh, less than a month's time, I put 6,700 miles in this rental. (laughs) I gave them back their keys because I got my money. Okay. Uh. Listen, man, I am like a... Um, I'm kind of like um, the guy that you go to to find out what works, what doesn't. So my job is to see why we're getting calls and why we're not. As a supervisor of public relations for the taxi firm, I need to find out why people are taking that that service. So I'm going to go, I'm a double agent, you right. know what I'm saying? So I'm going to go and rent a car and take their calls, see how they work, why aren't we picking up these people, you know, all of that. And you know what, hey, uh, people are going to do what they're going to do, man. I can't worry about what people are doing out there. I just got to worry about what I'm doing. And what I'm doing is I'm just trying to pay my rent, provide for my children, and interview a couple people occasionally and get some good stories, you know? No. What, what's the craziest? I mean, I'm sure. Have you ever been stiffed? Has anyone ever? All the time. They, they the run time. out and they just start yeah. booking it. You, you remember back in the 80s where you used to pump gas and then pay? Remember yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, those days are over. You got to pay and then pump your gas. That is becoming the norm for taxi service. From now on, most of us in a bad area or even in the Newport Peninsula. Yeah. Hey, where do you want to go? 
10 blocks? Okay. Ah, it'll be five bucks. Just give it to me now. I'll take it now because most of the kids will think they can just run from yep. seashore to Neptune and not find you. Hey, you know what? I'm not going to chase you for five bucks. So why don't you just pay me now? Yeah. Oh, you don't have the money? I don't know what you're even doing in my back yeah. seat. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when, when, when things are, you know, productive... Um, I even started taking cash up front if I'm leaving the county, and that would be the way to weed out the the bad seeds. Yeah. If you're going to Long Beach from Santa Ana or anywhere in Orange County, I would say, you know, politely, it is company policy to advise you that if I'm leaving the county, I'm going to need a cash advance. Oh, my grandma's going to pay on the other end. If I don't have anything to do that day, <laughs> I am going to call your grandma. And, and interview her and see if it's true. And I'm going to hold the gentleman or whoever, the passenger's cell phone, a $600 cell phone for a $40 ride. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm a professional. I want to make money. And I want to get paid. And I don't want to call the police. Because we will call the police and you will get arrested. But for $40, it's not worth my time. See, I, I would, like, as a, as a driver, taxi driver, Uber, or Lyft, whatever... Man, even when I was a drunk, I didn't like dealing with drunks. Yeah. And I would just think that that would be like, oh, dude, that would be hell. Like bachelorette me. parties? Oh, dude. <laughs> That's uh, probably pretty yeah, crazy. Yeah, Johnny, the worst thing is having girls touching your hair and grabbing you. That's the worst, <laughs> let me tell you. Okay. God, I hate that. <laughs> it's vagina jazz. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we're not going to worry about okay. the transmission over there. We go in and we're coming in and out of transmission. So if you're tuning in to the the best friend of means, what we're going to do is eventually link this onto our page and uh, and you can hear the audio. But mm. we uh, there you go. You keep you guys keep fading in and out. So I don't know what's going on over Story there. Story of my life. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what's going on over here on Facebook, to be honest with you. I can't see who's checking in or who's saying anything. So what you guys are doing over there, uh, you're basically eavesdropping to what's going on with these guys. I want to devote my attention to these cats now. So if we somehow fade or come out of the picture, I just want you to know that uh, uh, it's not personal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to focus on this. Now... Also, you're you're a man of many trades. Uh, Motor Soul was the band that uh, I think most people in Costa Mesa, Orange County area would really be like, "Oh, I know who you're talking to now." Oh, okay. Um, do you do anything with Motor Soul anymore? Do you play out? You know the um, the band um, was around from. I actually joined the band. The band was established already. They had a singer, and it was a full working band. These guys were playing big places and stuff, and they had a problem with their singer. And while I was playing in another band, which we actually played with Motor Soul, I played in Motor Soul and played with, with Motor, Motor Soul <laughs> at the Tiki Bar one time. And I was talking to Dan, who's the founder, lead guitarist of the band, and he said, yeah, we can't deal with the singer anymore. He's, you know, in and out of the, I don't want to talk about the singer, but he's in, not, in and out of uh, consciousness. <laughs> and uh, uh, we need to find someone. And that's when I said, hey, uh, I'll sing for you. 
you know and he goes all right well you you'll have to audition i auditioned for motor so man oh no kidding <laughs> gus actually uh i'm not gonna say he auditioned because he's a way better singer than yeah. i am but gus already has his band oh he already has his movement and they he actually sang uh i don't know if it was called an audition for motor so but he too you know but uh uh, you know, they came over to my house in Newport, the band, and we and they gave me a song to uh, 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 remember, you know, to to sing along to, and uh, I sang to it. And when they when the song was over, they're like, "Okay, you're in." And I wanted to say, "I'm I don't want to be in your band, man," because <laughs> I was resentful that they uh, they that you asked had an audition. Me, yeah, how yeah. dare you? <laughs> now, you know? I, one of the first Motor Soul shows that I ever saw was. When I worked at Black Flies, and it was at House of Flies, their retail store, and I remember, and I knew Ricky at the time, but I hadn't seen his band. And he goes, Johnny, okay, well, you know, I've incorporated the whole, he's all, this is my microphone, and it was a steering wheel <laughs> that he would like spin, and he's like, and he's like, okay, so here's what's going to go down. The band's going to start playing, and I need you to call me, just hit send. You're going to call me and let me know when the band starts playing. So I'm like, okay, so... <laughs> So the band starts playing. I hit send on the on the phone. Ricky knows that the band's playing, and all of a sudden, his taxi cab starts barreling down the alley because the, the, the show was behind alley, yeah. was behind uh, House of Flies in the parking lot. So it starts barreling down. He's honking and he moves the crowd because we had a good turnout. And then he slams the, the taxi cab door and walks up to the mic and just starts singing. I'm like, that was a fucking awesome intro it was a killer <laughs> intro it was honestly it was we had a great time that show was fun that was so fun what, what, yeah. does, what year was that yeah it was like before it was it, before i went in i think it, it was probably like 99 to 2000 and 2001 yeah. in that era it's very blurry times i like the, to call those it the were, bulletproof days <laughs> those were the dark days for me yeah absolutely yeah for sure. absolutely yeah the the microphone that johnny is describing is basically a standard boom mic like the ones we're on now and what i did was create a uh, a steering wheel and we welded a chain uh into a wheel and customized like a full steering wheel like cheech and chong like a lowrider car <laughs> yeah and we it was it wasn't the actual wheel uh, steering wheel that you would use for a car because those are very heavy and that would not serve the purpose that we had all we were doing is like simulating that we're just driving like a bat out of hell with this little chain <laughs> cholo steering wheel right and i would uh uh, uh, attach it to my boom microphone where it's in front of me and I'm actually driving on stage and spinning this thing yeah. out of control. It was pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, hey. You had to be there. That too. And I can guarantee that nobody else has done that. Or you know <laughs> I have never saying? seen that. You've I've never, never even that. heard of that. Hey, what is the name of your... I noticed that when there's, when there's promos to be had uh, that this uh, monkey fellow comes up wearing a vest mr menace mr menace yeah yeah that's another character that we have in the I, show <laughs> i always enjoy seeing mr menace yeah, and if yeah. well uh recently mr menace was photographed by mr jack grisham from tsol that has taken up photography and uh we'll post that picture as well so you guys can get to meet him you know what happened i'll tell you about what how, how mr menace started we were um I came, um, I'm part of the coffee club and we came, I, I was living in San Antonio, Texas and we came out to California for, um, 
an event and we had a uh, a farewell show it was the very last motor soul show and i needed to make like forty eight hundred dollars that at that show so i could not tr- sorry but i couldn't trust anybody with the money at the door <laughs> So I actually went, we went to the San Diego Zoo that weekend. I was visiting my, uh, my, my in-laws. And in San Diego, we went to a costume shop and I found Mr. Menace. And uh, it's not just a mask. You can talk with this mask. Okay, your mouth opens, his mouth opens. It's very surreal. Yeah. And, of course, you know, I've got uh, very colorful skin, so I just throw a vest on, and it just looks like, wait a minute, Planet of the Apes it, all over it's again. It's Planet of the Apes. It's meets, pretty crazy it meets looking. Iggy Pop. Meets it, like. <laughs> so we had a crazy show at the Tiki Bar with the Cadillac Tramps and some other friends of ours. And uh, I actually worked the door in a tuxedo with uh, uh, Mr. Menace's mask. That's the very first time That's we came out. That's where made his out. debut. Yeah. <laughs> because I could not let anybody think it was me. <laughs> like I can hide. Like I can hide under a mask with dude. my tuxedo. I'm sure everyone was like, hey, Ricky. Yeah. How you doing, dude? Yeah. What's up, Ricky? <laughs> no, I'm yeah. Mr. Menace. Yeah. Okay, Ricky Menace. Yeah. I- <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> You know what's funny is every time I every time I see him appear, <laughs> yeah. Every time I see him appear, I said I don't know how much he paid for that mask, but he has definitely got his money's worth yeah. on that mask. It's dude, uh, <laughs> the first uh, I don't know month I've had that mask, I got that mask. I wore it like to bed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like when you buy leather pants, you sleep in them for like a good three months. I don't know if you know that, but I do. <laughs> I'm. I'm a small town boy from Utah, and I can say I've never owned leather pants. <laughs> okay, well, I've got quite a few pairs if you ever want to try some on. <laughs> so, Ricky, uh, just to, like let everyone know, so Taxi um, TV, they can go on Facebook, type it in, go to the page, and do you have everything archived there? Or yeah, that's a, that's actually a, a, a that's actually what it is. Taxi TV, the page on Facebook, is mostly our archives pictures posters uh, flyers and all the live interviews that we conduct go straight into there so you can actually go into that page press like and follow because it becomes uh like a tag page you know but that's that page is weird like if you are familiar with facebook and 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 the pages that you can have it doesn't allow you to tag people it's uh you got to be creative you got to even to be even tagged on that page, you have to be like a follower or like the page. You know what I mean? So like, let's say if you guys are not uh, like, if you didn't like the page, I can't go on that page and put your names in there. You wouldn't come up. Okay. But what. For, Johnny, note to self. Yeah. Tag. Like <laughs> the page. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do that. Oh, I will like the page. I've already liked the page, Chris. All right. I can't so, believe that you haven't liked the page. I've liked You're, the page. Uh, such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> the show Taxi TV goes live on Facebook usually from eight to nine. That's usually when we in the morning. Yes, we are like a morning show, and that's when we start opening the show up and you know say good morning. Uh, what we do on Taxi TV basically is we conduct um, just uh, like a like a like a message like a message board hey good morning this is what's happening today this is what's happening throughout throughout the week we receive these uh cds in the mail and this is the band that we are playing right now 
and uh, it's been incredible. Like just uh, just yesterday, on my way back from Tijuana, Mexico, <laughs> on my two-hour drive back, I played the Berserkers in its entirety. Now, taxi TV is a word on the street, man. You're not going to hear this on OC Weekly. Nothing against OC Weekly or Rich Kane or any of the guys that are still there. <laughs> But you're 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 playing what's popping on the street. We're we're playing <laughs> and telling you about the shows that are happening before they're even announced on Facebook, before they're even announced in the weekly. Because it's like saying uh, I'm having lunch with Johnny here, and he goes, "Hey, Ricky, guess what? We're gonna have another baby." And nobody will know that unless you're having lunch with Johnny and I'm having lunch with Sean Wheeler. We, we are not, by the way. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But this is what I'm telling you. You know, I'm hanging out with, you know, with, uh, uh, with people that people pay tickets to go see. Yeah. And they're telling us, hey, we've been added to the Throw Rack show on the 17th. Now the grabbers are on the bill. And you're like going, oh, cool. You know what I'm saying? That's how our show works. We will tell you what's happening before anybody else knows about it. So that's why a lot of people tune in, I think, too. Ricky, thank you very much for taking the time to come over here and sit down with best frenemies. Yeah. Always a pleasure to see our old buddies. Yeah. Sometimes I'm running and gunning buddies. You know, I haven't seen you, Johnny, in a long time. So I, I was really excited to come over. Yeah. I know. I'm not a baby-faced kid anymore. <laughs> yeah, I've seen... Uh, <laughs> I've seen Chris, uh, you know, here and there, but uh, it's been a long time. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the last time I heard about, you know, I mean, I see you on Facebook and stuff like that, but the last time I heard about you, you know, after you and I used to hang out was when my daughter was at Paul Mitchell's. I went to hair school with Mr. Menace's uh, <laughs> daughter. daughter. Yeah. And that's yeah. actually where I met my wife, too, was at oh, God. Paul Mitchell's school. Yeah, I forgot you went to hair school. License. Yeah, he's a licensed oh, stylist. Oh, you're not a beauty school dropout? I'm not a beauty school okay. dropout. I got <laughs> licensed. That I would could, be a cool shirt. I purposely went all the way through so no one could ever call me a beauty school dropout. <laughs> that would be a cool shirt, Johnny. Not for a girl, but for a guy. I'm not a beauty school dropout, damn it. <laughs> Done. <laughs> done that's cool right yeah i can see the memes being made by our friend lou dog photog yeah, right now be coming up that's well so cool. ricky thank you very much and uh dude i can't wait to hear what happens with uh continued success yeah with taxi tv so if you guys are on facebook go check out taxi tv and this is our uh, first cross promotions yeah yes. show. now wait a minute uh, can we do, you, do i have a minute here no yeah go ahead how do my people hear your broadcast podcast how do i mean where are you guys at so we are um get us uh download us on itunes oh it's an, you gotta pay to hear you guys no no it's for man it's, it's free. for free we'd right. probably pay people to listen I to know. us but <laughs> hey give us a listen and then if you have uh an android device you can go to google play i have one of those yep and you can download us on actually i'll get you all set up oh cool yeah. you yeah, give yeah, me your I phone to, and yeah. i will uh download all our episodes and uh so let's say somebody wants to hear this podcast this broadcast it's gonna be episode episode nine episode nine and it will be coming out nine in german means no it will (laughs) (laughs) god when would when will this be shown to the public this would be uh probably a week a week so that would be you know what january 12th or so we we usually record between two and three times an episode 
Like we'll come and meet. Like we'll usually pick a big subject, and like we got a. It, it could be a book. It could be a movie. Oh. And then we both got to watch it separately. We got kids and wives and stuff. Then we meet back up and talk about it. Oh, and, Cisco uh, and Ebert all over again, huh? It's basically like super nerdy. Like we like it is super nerdy. We like movies, comic books, music. <laughs> you know, you guys are nerds though. Uh, I think our wives yeah. would disagree. Yeah. You know what's funny? Uh, okay, for any of you guys that have never met these two cats, I don't know if you've seen. I don't know if they posted their actual pictures on on uh, their page or whatever it is that you can see them. Johnny is like a super cool guy, like super cool looking guy. <laughs> You know, uh, black flies, you know, rowdy crowd guy. But I don't know why they're saying they're nerdy. Well, hold on. Yeah, go ahead. It, well, it, give me my part. It, All right. Chris. Chris is like a he's super handsome guy. Thank okay. you. They are. Right. And he's like totally buff, you know, and these guys are like cool guys. I don't know where the nerdy guy comes from. I'm going to be honest. While you were talking about Johnny just now, the whole I wasn't even listening. I was like, if he doesn't say something about me. <laughs> I'm going to be fucking pissed. This is the basis of our show. I'm going to be pissed. (laughs) That is so funny. No, 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 no. Um, I was stoked to be invited, to be honest with you. I had no idea what you guys did. Honestly, I didn't care what you did. I I just wanted to (laughs) hang out with you. Yeah. (laughs) You know, really, because this is like, uh, I'm impressed by your whole production here, man. Oh, this is like. This is like Pro Tools. We had to. Hey, we want to do the podcast, so we had to talk to everyone, take pictures. They had to tell wow. us specifically this, what to get. This like, sat here for for a good month that we couldn't even we couldn't figure out how to record. We didn't have to. I mean, we had to watch like YouTube videos. Where did somebody find this stuff? What oh, is I, this exactly? Dude, I just well, we had our Obi Wan was Nick the Tooth. Has his uh, he podcast. does his podcast. We went to his setup and just I took photos sure. of everything and, and then, just bought what he had on Amazon. Oh my god. Cuz what if you have never seen the studio here, I'm going to tell you. Well, maybe I shouldn't so you don't come in and rob the, <laughs> the crib, but let me tell you man, this looks like some of the better stuff I've seen yeah. from even professional recording studio. Oh, this is just dumb luck. Yeah. Like wow. we just yeah, oh, monkey see way, monkey do. The first episode when once you start getting acquainted with us, you're going to hear Chris in a great mood because I actually completely erased our very first episode and chris is like do we get it and i'm like sit back down we're going again so <laughs> the first words out of my mouth on our podcast was fuck you because yeah. he was like welcome to our virgin podcast our very first podcast <laughs> and i'm like you just deleted our first podcast yeah, you <laughs> asshole <laughs> and they, they do get better and, and yeah hopefully. you're right about that you do and uh, you know with taxi tv I have learned to ask different questions with different people. The lighting has been different. I have a, a friend named Matt who's a film guy, and he basically tells me, he calls me after the interviews and goes, that was great. The lighting on there killed you. You blew out this, you know, yeah. like that kind of stuff. And I have a lot of people like that. Uh, I have a friend named Carmen who uh, also advises me on certain topics, what to touch, what not to touch, especially if they're women guests, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you don't want to get involved with any of that. It's very, you know, some people are very casual, but some people are very touchy yeah. on subjects. Uh, thanks to her and thanks to certain people, um, we have improved in our skills. You know, a lot of people go, hey, man, get a microphone for the back seat. Listen, the minute it sounds perfect, then you're going to be going, well, that. This ain't raw. Yeah. This is a studio. Like, I want people to turn their, like, volumes up 
close all the windows in their cars if they're in their cars shut the kids up i'm listening to taxi tv i can't hear the back seat you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) that's a good well thanks again for coming on okay sorry i dragged out your show ricky thank you very much it's always good seeing you and uh taxi taxi tv check it out we'll see you on taxi tv the haters always say tanya tell the truth there's no such thing as truth everyone has their own truth i was the best figure skater in the world at one point in time call that a clean skate stop talking to her that girl is your enemy Jeff was my first date ever. And my mom came. You need to see a wholesome American family. I don't have a wholesome American family. Nothing's ever your fault. I was embarrassed for you. My entire life, I've been told I wouldn't amount to anything. You know what? Maybe I would. Here. We also judge on presentation. We're gonna need to leave in the playing field. I know a guy shouldn't even be saying his name. Derek. The press wanted me to be the pile of crap. I never did this. What is going on? We're with the FBI. They know something. What can you tell us about Tanya Harding? I don't know a Tony Harden. <laughs> Aren't you her bodyguard? Dude, all right. So, I, Tanya, I know what you're thinking. First of all, uh, a movie about ice skating? That's, that's how Chris and I both thought about it before we watched I, Tanya. So, when I first saw, and this was probably, I don't know, three or four months ago, that I saw an ad or an article talking about I, Tanya, and my initial reaction was like that it was going to be like a lifetime movie, like yeah, it, just super cheesy. Um, and then I saw that Margot Robbie was playing Tanya Harding, and I was like, she can't really do any wrong. No, for me. and she's killing it right now. Harley she was, Quinn. She was so good in Suicide Squad. Um, Gave her a movie, by the way. They're going to be filming a Harley Quinn movie. She. I'm big into um, comic books that are made into movies, Chris. I don't know if you're uh, aware up. of that. Shut up, Johnny. <laughs> Um, and, but I, I mean, it was one of those things that like, I wasn't going to say it. Like I wasn't going to go to the movie that I had zero, zero desire, zero, zero desire. So when it came out, I started seeing on, um, actually the first kind of review that I saw was on Facebook and it was my favorite comic book writer, Brian Michael Bendis just said, I, Tanya is the good fellas. You know, of ice skating, of ice skating, and that was the thing. Go see this movie, and it was like, what? Yeah, like, no, and and right off the bat, and I said the same thing to you. I said it's a fucking good balance of ice skating. And dude, this movie was amazing. It was amazing. Like I, it was. It's such a it, dude. It the first of all the the acting in it is super stellar. They they the casting was perfect. Allison Janney plays Tanya Harding's mother, and I knew nothing. Hard ass. Yeah, I knew nothing about really anything about Tanya Harding except. So, from my memories from the 90s, 
obviously the the Nancy Kerrigan. Uh, I just remember Nancy Kerrigan going, "Why me? Why then, me?" And then she had. I knew she got divorced. Tanya Harding got divorced from her. I remember her boxing too. Like she was like a, a villain. Yeah, and I remember she posed naked. I don't know if it was Playboy or Penthouse. And I remember seeing those photos. Gnarly. And it was like, <laughs> oof, like, okay. It was It was very white trashy. <laughs> yeah, and so, but my memory of her, and then the other thing, and I, this came while I was watching the film. I do remember from the 90s, it was a big deal that she was like the only skater that could pull off a triple axle. Yeah. And the thing is, I, I didn't know what a triple axle was. I just knew it was hard. Um, I knew there was a lot of jumps and spins involved. Yes. Uh, but she... So Allison Janney plays her mom. If she doesn't win an Oscar... For Best Supporting Actress? Yeah. For it, sure. It'll be a tragedy. Um. Anyway, dude, in the in the soundtrack, dude, the soundtrack is amazing. It's got Bad Company, Dire Straits, um, little Fleetwood Mac, little Heart Barracuda, dude. It's it's got awesome music in it to go with the time, to go with the mustache and the hammer. And dude, how about the bodyguard in the movie, the big fat See, bodyguard uh, uh, who, who looks. Just like, because they show the real people at the end of the movie, and he looks just like them, dude. It, and I do remember her having a bodyguard. Uh, I didn't remember him going on hard copy and fucking spilling the beans. Yeah, I, dude, that guy, they were all idiots. It kind of was like they, the characters and they were It was in a real comedy life. of errors, dude. It was, it was like all the characters from Boogie Nights. That yeah, thing, he that, went, they were hanging out with Todd to get what's in the safe <laughs> they, they they all think they're smart but they're idiotic it was just a series of wrong things one wrong thing after another that went down along the way yeah it uh the in the part the storytelling aspect of the of the movie that i thought was great so when you do a biopic and you have you you know you're trying to tell a story and some people are going to go, no, I didn't do that. Like, and they're going to try to make themselves look better. I mean, because they could sue. Yeah, yeah. Um, the way I, Tanya, did it. They break the fourth wall sometimes. Well, and it was effective because it was like, well, you don't know if it was true or not. Like, they would have scenes of her, Tanya Harding's um, husband at the time, like, beating her and them fighting. And then it would clip to, like, an interview in the present day and he's like that didn't happen and then she's like it absolutely did happen yeah. or her having a shotgun and shooting at him and and then she's she, like that might have happened it's like yeah that, <laughs> i don't remember that and, so, then, but and then it, they'll show her like getting ready for the olympics and her doing some crazy like rocky four shit in the woods and like the coach she runs by the coach and the coach looks breaks the fourth wall and looks right in the camera and goes, oh, no, this really did happen. Yeah, she's, like, carrying <laughs> a big bag of dog food on her shoulder. <laughs> so I, I actually think everyone involved can watch this film and go, okay, yeah, well, it's the, there's enough doubt in there that you they weren't saying this absolutely happened. So the reason I bring this up, so they were, they're trying to do, I read an article, they're trying to do um, a Freddie Mercury biopic. 
And yeah, and they the band has so much control over it that it's going to be horrible, dude. Yeah, because it's like they're they're saying, well, no, let's do it this way, let's do it this well, way. No. They're trying to paint themselves in a good light, and for a film that's just not compelling, like it's do not. You, do you know that they wanted to like have Freddie Mercury die like halfway through, halfway the Queen through, and then movie? the rest of it's like how the band carries on. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like dude, I, no one gives a that's, shit, dude. It's that's all not about, the story. It's all it's, about Freddie, dude. It's about Freddie Mercury, and that's why Sasha Baron Cohen left that. Who would have been perfect? He would have been the Academy Award for the Mercury. So I bring this up because, I mean, Tanya Harding, they could have gone like, dude, I don't want to talk about the whole Nancy Kerrigan thing. Like, that's what everyone remembers you for. Everyone remembers you for this Nancy Kerrigan attack. But the funny thing is, is they they show you like four different scenarios because the American public doesn't really remember they're like some people think i was the one that did it some people think yeah no like, it was really effective storytelling it was really compelling. it's just a great story and a and great was, cast and it was interesting to me too that nancy kerrigan the character was not she's barely in it barely in it and i just read after i finished watching the film nancy kerrigan won't talk about i tanya film like so people have obviously going to her and she's like i haven't even seen it i'm not going to comment on it um they, she's not in a bad light or anything they no, didn't make her to like, be like a prima donna or anything like that Just, i mean i guess i i mean i guess i can understand her wanting to get past i mean she won a silver medal in the olympics but she's remembered for getting her knee broken yeah um by tanya harding yeah so boyfriend i i understand her just wanting to put it behind but it's like, it's a good film. I mean, I would think that even if that happened, if you attacked me and broke my knee and 20 years later or whatever, 24 years later, they made a movie about it. It's going to call. I'm going to see it and I'm going to go, actually, it was a pretty good film. Like, it's going to call Chris Never Tap Johnny. It's going to be the name <laughs> of the film. <laughs> this was the day I broke your knee, Chris. Um, I don't know. It, it was a fantastic film. I imagine Allison Janney will win best supporting actress for yeah sure. i she was just she made the film it was god she was great she was dude she's the epitome of like the stage mom and actually margot robbie whom i think is really attractive woman she did really good white trash dude like the bangs everything yeah she, and the smoking and the like yeah the cussing like dude she's perfect white trash yeah it was awesome it was good so I believe we give this um, best frenemies uh, three plies or triple triple axle of three, approval. <laughs> <laughs> we give it three triple axles. <laughs> I was trying to think of anything from uh, the Will Ferrell ice skating blades of glory. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> <laughs> but Our, go go check it out for real. So before we get uh, going with our recommendations, I would just like to um, give a shout out to our first best frenemies employee, our <laughs> chief brand marketer, uh, 
Lou Dog Photog. Yes, Mr. Lewis Stolen. Who apparently has way too much time on his hands <laughs> that can Photoshop he, Johnny and me into every 1980s film poster. Preferably uh, putting our faces on women characters. Yes, he likes it. And Johnny and I will actually see these and be like, oh, why am I the woman again? <laughs> I will say, though, my favorite one thus far that we have posted on our Instagram um, account is uh, The Lost Boys. The Lost Boys. I see mine. I I like the Can't Buy Me Love only because you guys said that I uh, had a horrible seatbelt grips and <laughs> yeah, that like you were you can't cross your ankles if you take the back. Yeah, the Itania's pretty good, Chris. That was sent to us. Where it's your face on the ice skater's body. Yeah, that's Bas- not... basically Lou just kept harassing us every day. That we're like, you know. <laughs> well, I think we encouraged him because we started posting them on Instagram. And we always give credit uh, yeah. to him. The but funniest the, thing is when someone makes fun of us. Like, we don't care. We, oh, dude, we it's, think hilarious. it's hilarious. <laughs> but the part... So the one... He did The Witches of Eastwick. And Johnny um, somehow scored uh, the Jack Nicholson character. I, yeah, and Chris became all three women. <laughs> but the thing is... So, all right. The Michelle Pfeiffer one is clearly me. I saw that and it was clearly me. Um, the share, but the other one, Susan Sarandon and share, I was like, Hey, who are the other you two women makeup on your face? <laughs> who are the other two women? And he, Lou just started laughing and he's like, it's you. I just added like the lipstick and like, dude, seriously creepy. Yeah. He's got a lot of time on his hands. Seriously creepy. Um, all well, right. Well, let's get into some recommendations. Um, mine that, uh, that, Really been digging. It's a Netflix one, and it's um, Toys That Made Us. Yeah, it was really good. Which is killer. I've, I've, I haven't watched all the episodes. Like, I skipped, like, the Barbie episode, but the first episode is um, Star Wars Toys and their relationship with Kenner, and it is awesome. And I didn't think it could get any better than that, but then they had the He-Man episode, and I was a little old for He-Man. But I got to say that those are probably the coolest hey, action figures ever. That's bullshit. Because I'm like, what, six months older than you are? A collector never stops collecting. I had a He-Man action figure. So screw you when I was a kid. I'm a little jealous. And I might uh, have Donovan start collecting them so I can, you know, see them. Castle Grayskull, always thought that was dope. Just the Skeletor character, killer. I, I remember, You know what? I watched the cartoon growing up. I dug the cartoon. Oh, yeah. I watched it. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my son. So I watched the Star Wars one and the He-Man um, with my son. Mm-hmm. And immediately afterwards, he wanted to start collecting. Dude, that, no. Like that's, the He-Man. And, that's, I like the one where you push on the head and the face keeps changing. Oh, yeah. Man, man of face. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, no. And really. It, it's cool. It shows the history, but they do it in a really cool way. Too. No, it's funny. It uh, has the designers and the designers of the heat. Like, dude, the designers of the Star Wars figures, they're, they're like what you would think of the 70s. Like, oh, this guy, you know, he's older dude. But the He-Man guys were kind of punk rock, dude. Like, they fucking... <laughs> they were pretty funny. They were pretty funny, dude. All right. Well, my recommendation is a timely one. Um, and normally, let me just preface this by saying that I normally do not read nonfiction. Every once in a while, if it's something special, I'll read something. But uh, I picked up it's, um, it's when he wrote it <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Fire and Fury Inside the Trump White House by Michael Wolf. Um, I have been hearing um, yes, a lot about this in the media. It is amazing. And let me just say, so I've, I've told a couple people that I know um, whom are uh, conservatives that I'm reading this book. And <laughs> immediately they start going, well, you know, Michael Wolf admitted that he did not talk to any senior officials. Fake news. Yeah, they're totally. And I'm like, hey, guys, you know what? Hold up. So when I read years ago, when Million Little Pieces came out by uh, James Fry. Oh, and he goes to the dentist without fucking uh, using uh, Novocaine. That right there, I was like, bullshit. You know what? And that is actually the, the point in the story. So when I read it, first off, right out of the gate, that he was essentially in like blackout, but he had memory, enough of a memory to write it. I was kind of like, wow, I couldn't write. Like if I had to sit down and write the last two weeks before I got sober, there's no way it would be so, I don't know. I know I was driving around orange County. I don't know what the fuck I was doing, but you're right. When he went to the dentist and he claimed that he didn't even get Novocaine. Yeah. was like, dude, that's not a mind-altering substance. Yeah. Like, so I read the book going... Oh, dude, even mind-altering substances, I will say when I got my disc taken out and put in with cadaver bone in my neck, the one thing I was excited about was the free drugs that I was allowed to have. And it was... I was like, well, they are going to pull something out of my body and put in cadaver bone, but I get to get high for free. It's a yeah, free pass. Yeah, the, the whole dentist part. So I read that book going kind of like yeah like kind of calling i'm taking this with a grain of salt and then you know whatever six months later it blew up that he made up a bunch of shit and then he had to go on oprah and oprah was not happy with it. so i mean i'm bringing this up as i'm reading fire and fury kicked out of the oprah there's some scenes (laughs) all right johnny stay up we're talking about (laughs) fire and fury i'm still so i'm still angry (laughs) we so i'm reading the book and there are things that he's writing about that I'm like, how the fuck did he know that? Like, there's a scene in which he's talking, um, detailing a conversation, a phone conversation between um, Trump and uh, Rupert Murdoch. And the phone conversation ends. Rupert Murdoch hangs off, hangs up the phone and allegedly said, like, he's a fucking idiot. So I'm kind of... How did he know that? Like he was like, in the room? Yeah. Like, how did he know? So there's some things that I'm kind of like, eh, I'm taking with a grain of salt. Like, I'm not just reading and saying everything is true. But essentially, the thesis of the book, which I do agree with, is that Trump and nobody in his camp thought that he was going to win. He was doing it to build his brand. He was going to go off with Roger Ailes and, and start. <laughs> Stop interrupting me. <laughs> He was going to go out with Roger Ailes and start his news network to rival Fox News. Like, that was his whole thing. So, him winning the presidency was a shock. And they were ill-prepared to do this. Yeah, he seems bummed. Like, he has to still be president. I mean, and so, the point is, like, leading up to this, when you don't think you're going to win, it's like... Building a resume to apply for a job that you don't think you're going to win. So you're just like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to say I did this. Like, hey, I'm proficient in Excel. You get the job and you're like, fuck, I don't know how to do Excel. Yeah. So it is amazing. So, But even if only 10% of this book is true, it's still terrifying. It's fucking terrifying. But it is a compelling read and it's 
Is this it, fiction or nonfiction, Chris? It's <laughs> Johnny. It's fucking nonfiction. All right. Okay, because you're telling me that only ten percent of it's real. So. I'm just no, no, no. I'm just saying if only ten percent of it's real. Like I don't. Okay, I do not believe everything in this book. Like I don't understand how Michael Wolf, the writer, got that information. Hey, like, don't don't defend it to me, Chris. You're so, so but I'm right saying now. that it's a terrifying when you have this idea of how people act you know the president and what goes you know goes on behind closed doors and then you have it revealed like dude that's kind of scary like there's no rhyme or reason and it's it's, willy-nilly it's terrifying and i just kind of like keep it out of my mind and like well um i think we get oprah in a couple years uh, is what i'm seeing pop up now so anyway that is my recommendation fire and fury inside the trump white house by michael wolf well that's great and i can't wait for you to actually read a little bit of a book sometime when you do a recommendation on a book chris that's i'm just saying what the you know what what you're your fans you mean your brother (laughs) your brother wants me to read excerpts i'm not going to read excerpts from the book He's, well, I talk, I'm not going to do it. I talked to him the other day. He's like, tell me just to read the back of the jacket. No, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> okay. Well, sorry, Billy. I tried. <laughs> okay. And um, you know what? On January 2nd, a um, uh, little song that we're going to take everyone out with is uh, uh, Maynard James Keenan, who is the lead singer of Tool. He has another band called A Perfect Circle. Speaking of which, I met him in AOJ. Really? A couple of years ago. Yes. Well, he is a purple belt in jiu-jitsu, too. Shut up, really? I swear to gosh. <laughs> Whoa, watch the language, Johnny. <laughs> that was that was some uh that was some provo. Provo cussing. Oh my heck. Oh my, oh my heck. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, purple belt in jiu-jitsu. I think he uh somewhere in Arizona is where he trains. No kidding. Right. Yeah. Hmm. And and um has his own vineyard. He's a he's a pretty complex guy, dude. Wow. So uh, they released the song on January second, and it's called "Disillusioned." It's the second single that they've released. They haven't announced exactly when the album's going to come out, and I don't know how long. Uh, James Eha, the guitarist for ex guitarist for Smashing Pumpkins, he's in the band now too. I just saw him pop up in the press photo, and I'm like. That's trippy. So I don't know if this is one of the, if he was even on anything else, hmm. but I know he's in the band now and that's pretty badass too. So I'm going to take everyone out with Disillusion. Dis-
tuning into each other, lift on.